Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Blue Wire. It's exciting to win money. Back out to Allen. History final. Bang! Tie game with five seconds remaining. Is there anything you don't gamble on? Uh, not really. Gambling gods, fickle bunch. Oh yeah, so easily offended. Gambling's not your problem. You're just an idiot. Welcome to the Full Slate Wildcard Weekend Pick'em Pod, brought to you by Untuck It. I'm your co-host Cody Darwick, joined by my brother out in Chicago, Tyler Darwick. Tyler, Happy New Year! Happy New Year to you as well, Cody. We're in a new decade, so it's pretty wild. Yeah, new decade, new us. We'll see how our picks do. Um, we're already on opposing sides of this Rose Bowl game, so we'll see how that finishes and who gets off to the hotter side of the decade. Any any New Year's resolutions you want to share off the top here? Um, just pick more winners, I think. Okay, well, that's good. We're on the same page there. Um, yeah, wildcard weekend is here. The regular season is over in the NFL. Pretty crazy. Went by very fast. Um, and Tyler, you know what? I'm I'm pretty relieved that the 49ers have a bye after their past five weeks of games ending on the last play. I, I can use some rest as well. It's something that you don't read about online, but we could use a break. I know they talk about the players needing the rest. A couple guys need to get healthy. The fan base needs a rest also. The last few weeks have been draining. We talked about the Seattle game on the Sunday Scaries pod. I was nearly crying when I thought they're going to lose. So I need it. And I told you before we started, I hurt my back yesterday playing basketball. That's just the most old man injury. Um, so I need that rest physically as well. So it's good they're not playing, you know. So I'm I'm happy for that to get the week off. And yeah, we'll be t- and we'll be together to watch um, their divisional round game in Bloomington. 
We will. Yes, we will indeed. Uh, we'll be on hand to watch IU Ohio State and to watch um, the 49ers play. Well, I mean, we'll see who they play. But we got we got four solid uh, wildcard weekend matchups. A little weird this year. They actually stacked the AFC games on Saturday. Sunday's all NFC. Normally they mix and match one each day. But <clears throat> we get, it seems like perennially in the early game on Saturday, uh, the Houston Texans, an absolute staple of this game. At least we get Deshaun Watson in the past. We've had, what, TJ Yates. Um, we had the year they played the Raiders. And what's it? Uh, who's the guy from? Matt McGloin. Yeah, we have Matt McGloin. At least in this matchup, we have... I mean, in general, too, in the playoffs this year, uh, we have 12 really solid teams, 12 pretty solid quarterbacks. So there's no like total duds, uh, which is nice for us as viewers, gamblers, fans, all the above. Um, so let's let's get started here off the top. We got the Bills going into Houston, take on the Texans. The line opened at minus three. It has since went down to minus two and a half. The over under is 43 and a half. And Tyler, the the Texans, they rested their starters um, for the most part last week versus the Titans. And we had the Bills also kind of resting their starters. So for the past couple weeks, we've we've known this matchup was in our sights. Um, and the, the Texans, I mean, they've been in the playoffs for a number of years here. Bills, this is basically the first time since they had Tyrod a couple years ago when they lost to the Jags in the... Um, in the first round there. So Tyler, do you like the Bills shot in this one? They've had a, a light strength of schedule. Their only playoff win, um, their only win over a playoff team, sorry, has been over the Titans back when they had Marcus Mariota as a starting quarterback. So a little unproven on their end. Um, do you like their chances going into Houston to take on this Texans team? Yeah, I mean, I think the game's going to be close. Evidence in the spread, two and a half under field goal. So I think these teams are pretty evenly matched. The same record. Um, when does Bill O'Brien get any credit as being a coach? And the Texans have consistently made the playoffs under his tenure, but still feels like he's always criticized, partially by me as well. Yeah, by um, us. <laughs> the, the guy the guy deserves credit. He wins games. It's, it always feels like they leave a little left to be desired on the table. For example, they beat the Patriots on Sunday night, and then the following week they lose by 30 to the Broncos at home. Things like that keep you on your toes, but he does deserve some credit. I think he gets crapped on a lot, and he is a good coach. They get to the playoffs. It's what you want out of your team. So he deserves a little credit. As far as this game goes, the line moving towards you know Bills, people riding the Bills. I actually like the Texans under a field goal, I think, you know, that's really good value for a Texans team that had a really tough schedule. They had the fourth hardest schedule in the league, I believe. So they're battle tested. They play a lot of tough games starting that opening week in New Orleans, a game versus Saints where they probably should have won. They blew it at the end. Um, they have the sixth hardest strength of schedule. In Buffalo, meanwhile, is the 30th. You mentioned the stat one and four versus playoff teams. They were close in those games, but still, you know, they haven't had that great signature win i would say so they'll definitely have their chance i think texans getting jj watt back is huge obviously his play on the field and also i just think that juices up the team and they'll be ready to go and also last year they were in a similar spot where they were playing the colts they were short home favorites everyone liked the colts in that game and the colts just blew them out i see a similar scenario in this game except they remember what happened last year they come in motivated and i, I think they win this game two and a half I think is pretty good value for a Texans team that is, you know, pretty good. 
Yeah, I don't I don't know that the Texans are that good. Um I know they beat the Pats at home. Um and like you said, they beat the Patriots, then they go on to get smacked by the Broncos the following week. Very Jekyll and Hyde team. Um look great on paper. Very fantasy football friendly team with Deshaun Watson, DeAndre Hopkins, Will Fuller. Um but they get J.J. Watt back, which is a big piece, but the defense, quite frankly, for the Texans has not been very good this year. Uh, they're 29th in the NFL in pass defense, while Josh Allen, it's kind of like a, almost like a weakness versus weakness thing. Josh Allen's only passed for over 233 yards twice in the last 13 games. Um, and when it comes to the rushing attack, I think the Bills are going to really be able to take advantage of this Texans team. Uh, they're allowing 128 rushing yards a game. Over the last three games, and I know this is a little skewed by the fact that they rested some guys versus the tight ends, and Derrick Henry went crazy, but they still have been allowing 171 rush yards a game over the last three. Um, and specifically, this defense has not been great at getting off the field on third down. They're allowing offenses to convert about 48% on third down against them, and that's second worst in the NFL. Um, and even in the red zone, they haven't been really able to stop anyone. So maybe JJ Watt will come back and really change these things. But I don't know this first game back in a while, he's been out with pretty serious injury. I'm not sure you can bank on that. They're allowing 71% of red zone possessions into touchdowns. That's worse in the NFL. I like what the bills do on offense. I think as long as Josh Allen can limit turnovers and I like what I saw out of him in the Patriots game, look good versus Steelers. Um, I think, I think he'll be able to do enough. Um, and I trust, um, I trust this bill's defense to be able to shut down Deshaun Watson. He kind of struggled towards the end of the season and this bill teams had success on the road. Their last nine road games, they're seven, one and one against the spread. Um, so we're on opposing sides of this one. I like the Bills a lot, uh, plus two and a half. I've already put a little on the money line when the line was three. Um, I mean, we spoke about it last week. I said I like the Bills a lot in the spot. I've been eyeing this matchup for a couple weeks now. Um, I just, I really don't trust this Texans team. I think the Bills defense will do enough to keep those wide receivers on Houston limited. And Will Fuller's banged up. Um, he's parentally banged up. So I, uh, I'm on the bills. I'm, I'm ready to circle the wagons, Tyler. Yeah, the trends are definitely not in my favor. You mentioned the bills won on the road. Texans are two and six against the spread at home this year, which is atrocious. They're one and six against the spread. Their last seven as home favorites. So definitely everything's pointing to the bills. But like I said, I think what happened last year with the Texans, they're motivated. That was an embarrassing game versus the Colts. The game was over, essentially. The second it started, the Colts dominated them at home. So I think they're going to come out very motivated. Deshaun Watson versus Josh Allen. I just love Watson um, in that matchup. He, you know, in college played in a bunch of big games and obviously beat Alabama in the national championship. So he's battle tested that way. Also, like I said, they had a really tough schedule this year. So they've played in a ton of tight games versus really good teams. They won at Arrowhead. I feel like people forget that. And that was a great win. Mahomes was playing. That wasn't when he was hurt. So I think people kind of forget this Texans team has won a lot of really good games this year and played in some of the better games of the season. So I think all those factors gives the Texans a slight edge. And this is Josh Allen's first playoff start. So since 2002, first-time starters in the playoffs have gone 14-30 and straight up and are 12-31-1 against the spread. So it's a real thing. 
quarterback struggle. The lights get a little brighter. This is going to be on ESPN. So you're going to have Joe Tessitore screaming. You're going to have Booger saying stupid things. <laughs> the, Josh Allen, I could see him getting a little happy feet. Maybe he makes a mistake or two. I, like I said, I think it's going to be a close game. But Texans win by a field goal. They cover the spread. So I like the Texans. They're a weird team. Bill O'Brien will sure, uh, surely drive me crazy at some point during this game. But I think they have a little more playmakers on offense also to get them over the top. But let's move on. So the second AFC game, the primetime game on Saturday night, Titans going into New England. Patriots are five-point favorites. The over-under is 44. Cody, this feels like deja vu. Last year, similar game uh, with the Chargers playing the Patriots. We both mm-hmm. loved the Chargers, got burned. Yep. Are, are we uh, going to duplicate that again? I'm ready. I'm ready to get burned by this again. Um, this Titans team plus five is a lot of points. The honestly, the line I feel the strongest about in this one is the over. I really like the over 44. Um, the totals hit in the overs hit seven of the last nine Patriots playoff games. And this Titans team has been totally different with Tannehill as a starter. They're seven and three with him under the helm. He's thrown 22 touchdowns, only five interceptions. AJ Brown's really emerged over the last five games. He's averaging 100 yards a game. We know what you're getting with Derrick Henry. Just won the rushing title this year. Um, and this Patriots pass defense has been incredible all year. Um, but I do wonder if there's a little bit of fatigue with them. We saw last weekend what. Ryan Fitzmagic did versus them. He threw for 320 yards. They're able to put up 24 points in Foxborough. Five is five's kind of a lot. Um, I, I like what this Titans team has done. I think in another circumstance with Tannehill starting the whole season, I think there's a real chance that they win the division. Um, and you're looking at the Texans as the wild card team. I trust Mike Vrabel a lot. We've talked about how much the Titans drive us crazy as a team. But the bottom line is he's a pretty solid coach and he puts guys in positions to make plays. And we're going to be relying if we do bet on the Titans on their kind of their bullshit recipe, right? So maybe a special teams touchdown, maybe a defensive touchdown, uh, Tajay Sharp, 80 yard touchdown, one reception, 80 yards, a touchdown. Uh, you're going to need something like that. And this more than anything is like, is just fading the Patriots said on the very first podcast we did with blue wire. This is here. The Patriots take a step back. I think this is finally it. And we've kind of seen it the past couple weeks. Julian Edelman only has 10 receptions last three weeks. He's a little bit banged up. This team has no one. They're going to be very reliant on the run game. Um, so I I do like this Titans team. I think they're going to be able to put up points plus five. And I'm also intrigued on the over 44 because with 10 L under quarterback, they've been able to move the ball. And I think I do think the Patriots will be able to put up I don't know, 20 points, and I think you're looking at like a 27-21 Titans victory. I I actually, I do like them on the road in the spot. Oh, wow, sprinkling the money line. But I'm I'm right there with you. The only thing that makes me nervous, as well as he's played in this 10-game stretch, Ryan Tannehill, again, another first-time playoff starter. On the road in New England, when everyone's counting the Patriots out, like it's, it, I could see him just completely combusting on the road, but I'm going to take the Titans as well with you. It'll be fun to root for them for those weird trick plays. I'm sure we'll see a fake punt. A.J. Brown will throw a pass to Ryan Tannehill. I'm ready for all of it. 
Um, so yeah, I'm with you with the Titans. The weather isn't supposed to be great. I think it might snow Saturday night, rainy sleet. And I think that honestly favors the Titans the way they play the ground game with Derrick Henry being able to pound it if they get it going and they're able to chew a lot of clock. I mean, I, I don't, I think that's a good recipe to beat the Patriots. Um, and Patriots just, the defense has fallen off the second half of the year. It's still been good, but it's not as elite as it's been. Like you said, Fitzpatrick tore them up last year or last week. They scored in that game to go up four or three minutes left and Fitzpatrick went right down the field and scored the game winning touchdown. You just don't see that with the Patriots. So I think it's starting to fall apart for them. The last time they played in the wild card game, kind of similar. They played mm-hmm. um, the Ravens. That was 2009. That was the last time they were in the wild card round. They got blown out in that game. Ray Rice ran all over them. So I could see a similar thing happening with Derrick Henry just taking over this game. And they just have no answer for him. He's been dominating. And these teams played last year. And the Titans killed them 34-10. to 10. Mariotto's playing quarterback. I believe there's a fake punt or some receiver throw because there's a Darius Jennings 1-for-121 one one, yards. So that's your Titans uh, BS play of the, that game. And in that <laughs> game, Derrick Henry only ran the ball 11 times. Deion Lewis ran it 20. So there's been a complete change in the Titans game plan now, pounding with Henry. And then the explosive element with Tannehill and A.J. Brown, I mean, was probably a top 10 receiver. Uh, over the last half of the season. He was unreal, the plays he was making. And we saw the Patriots struggle when they played, you know, the Chiefs with their playmakers, the Texans with Hopkins. They couldn't stop him. Devontae Parker last week tore them up. When they're going up against these top-of-the-line receivers in the league, they've really struggled. So I like the Titans to cover. I also think sprinkling the money line is intriguing as well. So we're both riding the Titans. And I just remembered... It it makes me... It does make me a little nervous. It feels like... Everyone is just writing the Patriots off. Um, but I last year, I think we we're getting a little cute with the Chargers in that matchup. This year, just, I, I've seen nothing from this Patriots team that makes me confident in them uh, in, in a playoff like, setting. Yeah, like you said earlier, Mike Vrabel is a really good coach, and this is a really well-coached team. The Chargers, Anthony Lynn, I think he's terrible. And they just always do Chargers things like that. And that was their second uh, East Coast game in a row. I think that all played a factor in that game. Titans are a very well-coached team. I think they're going to be excited for this game. They have a lot of former Patriots on the team, Deion Lewis, Malcolm Butler, a couple other guys. Obviously, Vrabel played for them. So I think there's a lot of excitement, and they're going to feel confident going into this game. So hopefully we're right. Um, and the money is pretty split. It's not, you know, not everyone is riding the Titans. Because I think if you just looked at the rosters, you'd say the Titans are better. So, I mean, I don't know. I think if if it was like last year where everyone, Everyone was on the Chargers. I think this spread would be closer to a field goal, maybe under, because I think the Titans are the better team. Um, But I still do think the Patriots are getting a little love with the bets split pretty much 50-50. Let's move on to the NFC matchups on Sunday. The first game we got, the Saints taking on the Vikings. The Saints have to be so just irate that they don't have a bye this week, that they have to play an additional game, and are going to have to go on the road once, maybe twice, uh, to get to the Super Bowl. They're eight-point favorites versus the Vikings. Kirk Cousins, your guy, gets his playoff moment, will he show up? What, what are you thinking in this one, Cody? Yeah, eight points is a lot. 
um, in this in this matchup. The thing I feel most strongly about is the over. So the over opened at 47. It's now ballooned up to 49 and a half, and I still like the over in this one. Uh, the overs hit in five of the last seven Saints games, six of their last seven wildcard games. Dalvin Cook is back for the Vikings. They need him um, if they're going to have any chance in this one, but it's kind of strength for strength there. The Saints have only allowed 91 rushing yards a game. Um, honestly, the Saints, they're without a couple of their best defensive linemen. Marcus Davenport, Sheldon Rankins, but they've both been out. Um, I mean, the Saints including their loss to the 49ers, their offense has been rolling. They've scored 34 or more points in six of the last seven. They're at home in the dome. Eight points, again, it's a lot. Um, I think this Vikings team is respectable. I do expect Kirk Cousins to play decently in this game uh, with Dalvin back in the backfield. I don't. I really don't want to touch the number. If I had to bet it, I'd probably take the Saints just because they're home. Um, and with how well that offense has been playing of late, but 49 and a half, I really think the Saints are putting up at least 30. We spoke about it with Adam when he was on the pod. It's Vikings defense on the road. It's not the same as they are in Minneapolis. Um, so I don't see a world where they keep the Saints team under 30. Um, I see the Saints taking care of business, and I think... I think Kirk Cousins, I think they'll be able to put up points. I think they're getting at least 17. Said the stat about the Vikings, or sorry, the Saints uh, getting 34 or more. I think this total is going over. And I know that I know it keeps climbing, and I have a feeling it's going to keep climbing. Uh, so I would lock this in because I have a feeling it's going to hit at least 50 by game time. Yeah, I, I do like the over as the play. I mean, these teams have the history, the, the Minneapolis Miracle, the Brett Favre bounty gate game. They've played in the regular seasons a few times in the past couple of years. So there is some history with these teams. I think the Saints are going to be super motivated in this one, how they lost that game a couple of years ago. Um, so, you know, I was, I was actually thinking about taking the Vikings plus eight, but I can't do it. I don't want to root for Cousins on the road in a playoff game. I think he's going to be a disaster. Um, so I like the Saints minus eight. I also love teasing the Saints in this game. Teasing this in the over, I think, is a winner. So that's something to think about. Um, but yeah, I think the Saints. I think the Saints win easily in this game. They've just looked unreal the last seven weeks. Um, you know, they lost the game to the 49ers, and that could have gone either way. So they've looked great. The offense is playing really well. Jared Cook has been great. Michael Thomas is unstoppable. And as you said, Adam also pointed out, the Vikings defense is just different on the road. So I don't think they're going to play as well as you might expect them to. So I think the Saints easily put up 30, and I just don't think the Vikings could keep pace. Thielen hasn't been the same since he came back from that hamstring injury. And I think he's really key to their passing game. Obviously, getting Dalvin back balances it out. But the Saints' rush defense is the fourth best in the league. And even without those guys, um, they've still played well. They held Derrick Henry to 80 yards when they played them a few weeks ago, which I thought was very impressive. So mm-hmm. their defense continues to roll. I think the crowd's going to be juiced up. They're angry that they have to play this game. So I think they're going to blow out the Vikings. Um, and, you know, Kirk Cousins doesn't get his, you know, key victory and also one trend vikings are one and six straight up and against the spread their last seven games as road underdogs so spot they don't do great no they do not uh let's take a quick break we will have a word from our uh good friends at untuck it and then we'll be back to talk about this saints eagles game the holidays are almost here and you know what that means gifts and what better gift to give the guy in your life than a stylish shirt that fits just right 
Unlike most brands, untucked shirts are actually designed to be worn untucked. Untucked shirts always fall at just the right length, no matter his size. So he looks casual and sharp. You can find your favorite untucked style online or check out one of their 80 brick and mortar stores. Choose from styles like wrinkle-free button downs, super soft flannels, outerwear, and more. With Untucket, your shirts will never look baggy, bulgy, too long, or too big again. And their website is so easy to use. They even have a whole page devoted to help you find your fit. So whether you're shopping for the perfect holiday gift or just trying to craft a smart, relaxed style of your own, Untucket is the way to go. Visit Untucket.com and use code BLUE for 20% off at checkout. That's Untucket.com and promo code BLUE for 20% off. All right, Cody, now let's move on to the Seahawks-Eagles game. Seahawks are getting some love in this game. Road favorites, one and a half points. The over-unders, 44 and a half. Both teams are super banged up coming into this game. Who do you like, Cody? Yeah, these both these teams, their rosters have been ravaged. Uh, the Seahawks are without uh, their three top running backs. Dwayne Brown, their left tackle's out. They lost Michael Kendricks, their linebacker. And on the Eagles' side, I mean, <laughs> we spoke about on the Sunday Scariest pod. Basically, their three top receivers. Uh, Ertz seems like it's trending towards he's going to be out. Um, Miles Sanders it seems like that's going in the right direction, so he'll likely play. But Lane Johnson, key offensive lineman for them. Jalen Mills are both kind of TBD at this point. Um, so Eagles are home. They've taken care of business last few weeks uh, against, I mean, they beat the Cowboys. But other than that, it's been kind of weak competition by them. They get Seattle off a heartbreaking loss to the 49ers. Um, they have to go west to east, which for Seattle, quite frankly, doesn't really matter. Uh, they're seven and zero straight up, five one and one against the spread. Their last seven East Coast games, um, and Seattle kind of thrives on the road. They're nine and one. Their last ten games as a road favorite. That is straight up. All these things considered, I feel like everyone's just penciling in Seattle to the divisional round. Um, Eagles again. They they were terrible for most of the season. We ripped them. But it does seem like Carson Wentz is kind of starting to put things together here. Did have a nice season. He's making the most of the weapons they have. Boston Scott, all these guys, Greg Ward Jr., these random guys are stepping up. Um, Dallas Goddard. I actually like the Eagles in this one, plus one and a half. Um, And it's really because the fact this Seahawks team, like everyone is just assuming that they're going to win this game. Um, And... They have not been that good uh, in the red zone. They're giving up about 61% of red zone trips. They're allowing touchdowns. Uh, um, I think this game is going to be low scoring. The first matchup was low scoring. It was a terrible game. The Eagles had five turnovers. They lost that one 17-9. It was really pathetic um, showing by them. I think they kind of have some swagger here. This is kind of where the Eagles team thrives. They love being the dogs. They had the whole run a couple years ago versus the Patriots, Blaine Johnson, them wearing the dog masks. They really thrive in this spot, and they're continuing to get disrespected. Seattle, they really do come in banged up, and this Seahawks team, it is so important to them to be be able to establish the run game, and that's kind of where the Eagles' defense thrives. They're only allowing 90 rush yards a game. 
I hope they can keep Russell Wilson intact. I don't want to see him again. Um, but I like the Eagles as a short home dog here and even money line plus 110. Um, I don't. I really don't like either of these teams, but I'm I'm hoping the Eagles pull this one out. I have a feeling they do. I don't know, Tyler. What do you think? This seems like the spot where Doug Peterson thrives. Like he's won every year in, in this in this kind of spot. Yeah, they've thrived as an underdog the last two years in the playoffs. Are five and zero against the spread as a dog. So you know that was their whole rallying cry the year they won the Super Bowl last year. They one in Chicago as a dog, and then they almost beat uh, New Orleans also in the divisional round. So this team is battle-tested. 85% of the bets are on Seattle, 70% of the money. So people love the Seahawks in this game. Like you said, they're writing them in for the divisional round. And I will say this is partially a biased pick. I like the Eagles as well. Um, I'm hoping Seattle loses. I just want to be done with them. But Seattle's record is so weird. I know they were an inch away from winning the NFC West and having a home game this weekend. But in 16 games this year, they're only winning after the first quarter in five of them. And they also only had a halftime lead in five of them. They trailed in 13 of their 16 games. Like, that isn't sustainable. And yet, they, they had a really good record and a good season, but can't continue to get down and just expect Russell Wilson to pull magic out every time. The guy, Homer, the rookie running back played well last week. I, I would expect him to continue to get more carries. But the Eagles do have a good rush defense, third best in the NFL. So if they're able to shut down that, I think, you know, obviously Russell Wilson is great. But I don't know. I think their defense is playing well. They're getting some momentum from these last few weeks. All these guys are stepping up. So I think this is going to be a really tight game. But I like the Eagles getting a little revenge from that game earlier in the season because that game was disgusting. They had five turnovers. It looked like their season was over after that game. Since then, you know, they lost to Miami, but then they kind of righted the ship. The offense has gotten going. Since that game, Wentz has 10 touchdowns, only one interception. He started to play like the guy we thought he was a couple years ago before he got hurt. So he has momentum. I just think this team has that underdog mindset and that rally cry. So I like the Eagles as well. I think the home field will be pretty awesome for this game. They're going to be excited to have it there. And Wentz's first playoff start, we gave that stat earlier, how guys don't do well in that. But I think he's going to play well in this game, and it'll be close. Um, But I think Philadelphia pulls it out at the end. And like we said, both these teams are just ravaged by injury. Yeah, I think they're just... They're excited that they have the chance to host a home playoff game. So I expect that atmosphere to be pretty crazy. Um, We'll see. Like you said, definitely a little bias rooting against Seattle. um, But it just feels way too obvious to pick Seattle in this spot. So on the Eagles, um, Tyler, we want to talk about some Super Bowl props here uh, before the playoffs really get started. So just looking at the odds right now uh, going off action network uh we have the ravens are the favorite to win it all they're plus 225 the niners plus 233 saints they're third favorite plus 358 and the chiefs are plus 450 and then kind of from there the odds dip off a bit packers also plus 539 and then uh it's it's kind of a, a melting pot from there in terms of who's up next um, Tyler, basically since the 49ers went to the Super Bowl and played the Ravens, where when both those teams were wild cards, all of the Super Bowl teams have been, um, have gotten to buy, uh, the first week of the NFL playoffs. Do you expect that to continue? Who do you like here? Um, with these odds, I have one that kind of jumps out to me, but curious to hear what you think. 
Well, uh, two two quick things. One um, one stat to just go back to the Eagles game. I wanted to get out there. Home underdogs are sixteen seven and one against the spread in Wild Card Weekend all time, and also favorites of two and a half points or less. So Seattle are two and fourteen against the spread on Wild Card Weekend since two thousand. So a couple nuggets there for the Eagles, and also the year the 49ers made the Super Bowl, they were the two seed. So that stat's actually inaccurate. Um, the last six Super Bowl matchups have involved the top two seeds. The Ravens played on wild card weekend, but they won their division. The last wild card team that made and won the Super Bowl was the Packers um, in 2011. So, sorry to call you out there, Cody. Mm. Um, Jesus. But one team I think has value. I don't know. I don't know if I think they're actually going to win, but the Packers at plus 539, 540, I think is good value. Like I said, the last six Super Bowl matchups have involved teams who had that first weekend buy. Green Bay has it. I think that's so important. And if it plays out where the Saints win this weekend, as we expect, they go into Green Bay. And outdoors, if it's snowing in Lambeau, that's a huge advantage to Green Bay. Since they lost that game to the 49ers, they've won five in a row and it hasn't been versus great teams. They did win in Minnesota on Monday night, which was really impressive. Their defense has allowed 20 points or less. So they've they've gotten a lot of momentum and they're playing well. The pass rush is there. And Rodgers hasn't played great this season, but he's capable of getting hot for three games and reeling off some wins, looking like old Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Jones is one of the best running backs in the league. So I think at plus 540, you get some value. They're behind the Saints in these rankings. And I would say the Saints are the better team, but if they have to go into Lambeau, that is not an easy game at all for them outdoors in January. So I really like the Packers' value there. What do you think? Uh, I I disagree in terms of the Packers. I know there is value there, but I think there's value there for a reason. I don't think the team's that good, even though they are a top two seed. The team I like have popped to me were uh, the Kansas City Chiefs. They're plus 450. They have the first round by six weeks ago. They were six and four. Not looking great. They've rattled off six victories in a row. And the biggest thing is the defense has really come together for them. Um, I think I whether it's the Patriots that come in there, whoever they end up playing uh, in the divisional round, I like what this team's doing. They're getting healthy at the right time. Mahomes continues to kind of keep doing what he does. And that that is great football. And they have Kelsey. They have Tyreek Hill. Damian Williams had a monster game versus the Chargers. And I think they're they're just underrated at this point. They came into the season kind of as the one-two with the Pats out of the AFC, and then they kind of got forgotten. Mahomes got hurt. They lost some games, um, and with Lamar Jackson kind of stealing the show, they're kind of forgotten about in the AFC. Uh, they picked up Frank Clark over the offseason, and at plus 450 to make the Super Bowl, uh, they only have to win two games, and they've played the Ravens tough. Um, they beat the Ravens earlier this year um, when the Ravens went into uh, Kansas City. I think they could go into Baltimore and beat them. I really do. Um, Mahomes, Lamar, I, like I think it would be an incredible matchup. And a plus 450 for a team that has a bye, I like them a lot. I, just, I really don't see a world where the AFC uh, championship game isn't Ravens, Chiefs. So at plus 450, why not? And then if they make the Super Bowl, that team can put up 40 on anyone. 
Yeah, I, I totally agree with that pick. And we've talked about it. They have felt like under the radar with Lamar taking off, 49ers, Saints, everyone in the NFC. They've kind of been cruising. They won six in a row to end the year to get the bye. So I agree with you. That's a good pick. I put in a bet for them to win the AFC before they had beaten the Patriots. So I'm rooting along with them. And I do hope it's Chiefs-Ravens AFC title game. That that would be the best game for everyone. So I do I do think that's a good pick. One other team, a long shot. Team team we hate, the, the Titans, plus 5,000 to win the Super Bowl. I don't think it I, – I It's not going to hit, but the odds are crazy. Yeah, I don't think it's a terrible bet. Um, assuming – I'm not assuming if they're able to go into New England and win that game and have that the run game continue to dominate and Tannehill continues to make big plays and they go in to Baltimore. It's not a game. I don't think they can automatically lose <laughs> yeah, this run it, game. Map it out. Yeah, yeah, map it out. Keep going. Yeah. So they win that game easily and then they play the Chiefs who they've already beaten. So it's pretty easy uh, path. <laughs> and then they have to win the me. Super Bowl. Yeah, but once they get there, you can hedge. Um, so I, I don't think it's a terrible bet. If you're just looking for a, t- a wild card team to put a bet on, I think that's the best one. I don't see the Bills getting there. Seahawks, I think, are way too banged up, and the Vikings suck and they'll, they'll lose on Sunday. So if you're looking for one, the Titans would be a fun one, um, fun underdog team to root for. But let's move on to our locks of the week. I was the champ this season. I'll go first. Oh. So, <laughs> yeah, I'll take it. Um you know, you're older than me, but I know you look up to me, so I'll give you some guidance on a pick here. Sure. Um, <laughs> you're, you talked about it earlier. I didn't really say anything, but I really like the over in the Patriots-Titans game at 44. You mentioned the stat earlier. In Patriots' home playoff game since 2013, the over is 7-1-1. One, one. Um, the over with Tannehill has been 9-1 and one since he's taken over, which is a crazy stat. They've been averaging 31 points a game with Tannehill. And the Patriots' offense has shown a little life, averaging 24 points per game over the last five. So I think this game is going to be in the mid-20s. I don't think it's going to be a defensive struggle. So I like the over 44 in that game. I think it's back and forth game and Tennessee getting the win on the road. All right. I mean, I I told you I agree with that. Um, that's probably what I feel most strongly about in that game. Uh, the over feels pretty low. Uh, like you said, the Pats D is started to come back to life a little bit here the last few weeks even josh allen and that bills team they were able to move the ball on the patriots um i think titans will be able to do the same and just kind of pound derrick henry i'm going to a saturday game as well um but i'm going to the earlier one i love the bills in the spot uh, at plus two and a half um I don't, I'm just not a believer at all in this Texans team and a couple stats I gave out earlier, but that I really think the Bills will be able to just take advantage of. This Texans run defense is not good. They're allowing 128 rush yards a game. They just got torched by Derrick Henry. Again, yes, they were resting guys, but I think the Bills team will be able to take advantage of that with Devin Singletary and Frank Gore. And they haven't been able to stop people and get off the field on third downs. Um, that plus the the worst red zone defense in the NFL. Um, I think the Bills will be able to do enough. I think they'll be able to get to the 21-point mark and that their defense will be able to take the rest from there. 
And I think they have an advantage in the head coaching matchup. I just don't trust Bill O'Brien. I really don't. I know he does a good job of making the playoffs, but in terms of actually making a run, I'm I'm not I'm not buying it. And the Bills team has had success all year on the road, specifically covering seven one and one against spread their last nine. I know they lost to New England, but the fact that they were toe to toe with them, Josh Allen just barely missed the tight end on a play that would have tied that game up. I, I think they come in with some swagger, with a ton of confidence, and kind of a little bit of a chip on the sh- their shoulder. Yeah, they've won 10 games, but it feels like a lot of people aren't necessarily buying the fact that they're they're for real. Um, so I'm, I'm on the Bills in this spot, plus two and a half. And like I said, I like the money line, but for purposes of the lock, I'm on the Bills, plus two and a half, circling the wagons, and... Uh, fading uh, your boy Bill O'Brien yeah no love for Bill O'Brien from you um, like I said earlier I'm on the Texans so we're on opposite sides of that and you know you look at these teams on paper you look at the stats you'd say the Bills are probably going to win they're probably the better team the defense is great offensively if they're able to limit their mistakes you know they can win this game but the Texans just win weird games the game versus the Colts on Thursday night, if you watch that game from a month ago, the Colts were by far the better team, but the Texans somehow won that game. You watch the Oakland game earlier in the year, another game where Oakland was playing better most of the game, and they just pulled out a win. They're a weird team, the Texans, and I think that's just a, uh, a result of Deshaun Watson's able to make big plays at any moment, whether it's to Will Fuller, Kenny Stills, or DeAndre Hopkins. They just have that explosive element that when they are down the game, they could just heave a 50-yard pass down the field, and it'll get caught. So I like the Texans. They're a weird team, but I think this is the year they finally win a playoff game. Um, so um, we're on opposite sides of that one. So it'll be great to see how that plays out. It'll be fun for all of us. It will be. It will be a lot of fun for all of us. We have four games this weekend, and then only four. We've got four games next weekend, and then from there it drops off. So everyone enjoy it. Savor it. We don't have the full slate. Uh, We just got four games, but got to make the most of it, um, Tyler. So we will be back on Sunday evening recapping the wild card weekend that was. Um, So until then, everyone stay tuned and uh, hopefully 2020 bring us all some more winners. (laughs) 